Today is December 16th. This is Verses in Flow. I'm Jennifer. Welcome in and welcome back. Thank you so much for being here. Let me just, at the outset, address the elephant in the room. If there is an elephant in the room, I don't know if this is a real elephant, but it is definitely something that I thought about. So at the end of every podcast, I say, if God says the same, I'll be right here tomorrow waiting for you. And then there have been a few days when I was not right here the next day waiting for you. And so, and it didn't have anything to do with, well, I'm not going to say everything has something to do with God, right? So I'm not going to say it didn't have anything to do with God. However, it was not because God specifically said, this is probably so much over explanation for no reason, but this really did bother me because I'm like, this is not, it's not the truth. Yesterday, the reason why I was not here didn't have anything to do with God not saying the same. Maybe in a way he did, but it was not, it was not explicitly that. It was, she offered, she offered to do a podcast episode for me. And of course, I jumped at the opportunity. I mean, she, she volunteered. She looked beyond my faults, which are all these tight deadlines and overdue tasks. And she saw my need, which is help for the holidays. It's a busy season and I shall, however, shift my eyes to pour me a cup of coffee and to view Tim Ross, where he said some things and they never lied or bored me. How marvelous the grace that caught my stalling soul because I am a procrastinator. I tell you, Bumisha, she looked beyond my faults and she saw my needs and did not our hearts burn from that prayer she delivered. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. He is worthy. That was so good. That was so necessary. And she even prayed for my Maverick, who is walking with a limp for some reason. We don't know what's going on with him. But anyway, now that we have addressed the elephant that may or may not have been in the room and we have had our churchy moment, Let's get into our daily reading. Today, we are going to be covering Micah chapters 5 through 7, Revelation chapter 7, Psalm 135 verses 1 through 21, and Proverbs chapter 30 verses 5 through 6. These passages reveal the amazing promises of God for His people, both in the Old and the New Testament. They show us the power and glory of God who is so worthy of our praise and our trust. And I love him so much. So let's open our hearts. Let's open our minds. Let's get settled. Let's get centered. Let's be a little less silly. And let's hear what God has to say to us today. Micah chapters 5 through 7, Good News Translation. People of Jerusalem, gather your forces. We are besieged. They are attacking the leader of Israel. God promises a ruler from Bethlehem. The Lord says, Bethlehem, Ephrathah, you are one of the smallest towns in Judah, but out of you I will bring a ruler for Israel, whose family line goes back to ancient times. So the Lord will abandon his people to their enemies until the woman who is to give birth has her son. Then those Israelites who are in exile will be reunited with their own people. When he comes, he will rule his people with the strength that comes from the Lord and with the majesty of the Lord God himself. His people will live in safety because people all over the earth will acknowledge his greatness and he will bring peace, deliverance, and punishment. 
When the Assyrians invade our country and break through our defenses, we will send our strongest leaders to fight them. By force of arms, they will conquer Assyria, the land of Nimrod, and they will save us from the Assyrians when they invade our territory. The people of Israel who survive will be like refreshing dew sent by the Lord for many nations, like showers on growing plants. They will depend on God, not people. Those who are left among the nations will be like a lion hunting for food in a forest or a pasture. It gets in among the sheep, pounces on them, and tears them to pieces. And there is no hope of rescue. Israel will conquer her enemies and destroy them all. The Lord says, At that time I will take away your horses and destroy your chariots. I will destroy the cities in your land and tear down all your defenses. I will destroy the magic charms you use and leave you without any fortune tellers. I will destroy your idols and sacred stone pillars. No longer will you worship the things that you yourselves have made. I will pull down the images of the goddess Asherah in your land and destroy your cities. And in my great anger, I will take revenge on all nations that have not obeyed me. The Lord's Case Against Israel Listen to the Lord's case against Israel. Arise, O Lord, and present your case. Let the mountains and the hills hear what you say. You mountains, you everlasting foundations of the earth. Listen to the Lord's case. The Lord has a case against his people. He is going to bring an accusation against Israel. The Lord says, my people, what have I done to you? How have I been a burden to you? Answer me. I brought you out of Egypt. I rescued you from slavery. I sent Moses, Aaron, and Miriam to lead you. My people, remember what King Balak of Moab planned to do to you and how Balaam, son of Beor, answered him. Remember the things that happened on the way from the camp at Acacia to Gilgal. Remember these things and you will realize what I did in order to save you what the Lord requires. What shall I bring to the Lord, the God of heaven, when I come to worship him? Shall I bring the best calves to burn as offerings to him? Will the Lord be pleased if I bring him thousands of sheep or endless streams of olive oil? Shall I offer him my firstborn child to pay for my sins? No, the Lord has told us what is good. What he requires of us is this, to do what is just, to show constant love, and to live in humble fellowship with our our God. It is wise to fear the Lord. He calls to the city, listen, you people who assemble in the city and the houses of evil people are treasures which they got dishonestly. They use false measures, a thing that I hate. How can I forgive those who use false scales and weights? Your rich people exploit the poor and all of you are liars. So I have already begun your ruin and destruction because of your sins. You will eat but not be satisfied. In fact, you will still be hungry. You will carry things off, but you will not be able to save them. Anything you do save, I will destroy in war. You will sow grain, but not harvest the crop. You will press oil from olives, but never get to use it. You will make wine, but never drink it. This will happen because you have followed the evil practices of King Omri and of his son, King Ahab. You have continued their policies, and so I will bring you to ruin, and everyone will despise you. People everywhere will treat you with contempt. 
Israel's moral corruption. It's hopeless. I am like a hungry person who finds no fruit left on the trees and no grapes on the vines. All the grapes and all the tasty figs have been picked. There is not an honest person left in the land. No one loyal to God. Everyone is waiting for a chance to commit murder. Everyone hunts down their own people. They are all experts at doing evil. Officials and judges ask for bribes. The influential people tell them what they want, and so they scheme together. Even the best and most honest of them are as worthless as weeds. The day has come when God will punish the people as he warned them through their watchmen, the prophets. Now they are in confusion. Don't believe your neighbor or trust your friend. Be careful what you say, even to your husband or wife. In these times, sons treat their fathers like fools, daughters oppose their mothers, and young women quarrel with their mothers-in-law. Your enemies are the members of your own family. But I will watch for the Lord. I will wait confidently for God who will save me. My God will hear me. The Lord brings salvation. Our enemies have no reason to gloat over us. We have fallen, but we will rise again. We are in darkness now, but the Lord will give us light. We have sinned against the Lord, so now we must endure his anger for a while. But in the end, he will defend us and right the wrongs that have been done to us. He will bring us out to the light. We will live to see him save us. Then our enemies will see this and be disgraced. The same enemies who taunted us by asking, where is the Lord your God? We will see them defeated, trampled down like mud in the streets. People of Jerusalem, the time to rebuild the city walls is coming. At that time, your territory will be enlarged. Your people will return to you from everywhere, from Assyria in the east, from Egypt in the south, from the region of the Euphrates River, from distant seas and far off mountains. But the earth will become a desert because of the wickedness of those who live on it. The Lord's Compassion on Israel be a shepherd to your people, Lord, the people you have chosen. Although they live apart in the wilderness, there is fertile land around them. Let them go and feed in the rich pastures of Bashan and Gilead, as they did long ago. Work miracles for us, Lord, as you did in the days when you brought us out of Egypt. The nations will see this and be frustrated in spite of all their strength. In dismay, they will close their mouths and cover their ears. They will crawl in the dust like snakes. They will come from their fortresses trembling and afraid. They will turn in fear to the Lord our God. There is no other God like you, O Lord. You forgive the sins of your people who have survived. You do not stay angry forever, but you take pleasure in showing us your constant love. You will be merciful to us once again. You will trample our sins underfoot and send them to the bottom of the sea. You will show your faithfulness and constant love to your people, the descendants of Abraham and of Jacob, as you promised our ancestors long ago. Revelation chapter 7, the 144,000 people of Israel. After this, I saw four angels standing at the four corners of the earth, holding back the four winds so that no wind should blow on the earth or the sea or against any tree. And I saw another angel coming up from the east with the seal of the living God. He called out in a loud voice to the four angels to whom God had given the power to damage the earth and the sea. The angel said, Do not harm the earth, the sea, or the trees until we mark the servants of our God with the seal on their foreheads. And I was told that the number of those who were marked with God's seal on their foreheads was 144,000. They were from the twelve tribes of Israel, 12,000 
thousand from each tribe. Judah, Reuben, Gad, Asher, Naphtali, Manasseh, Simeon, Levi, Issachar, Zebulun, Joseph, and Benjamin. The Enormous Crowd After this I looked, and there was an enormous crowd. No one could count all the people. They were from every race, tribe, nation, and language, and they stood in front of the throne and of the Lamb, dressed in white robes and holding palm branches in their hands. They called out in a loud voice, Salvation comes from our God, who sits on the throne and from the Lamb. All the angels stood around the throne, the elders and the four living creatures. Then they threw themselves face downward in front of the throne, and worshiped God, saying, Amen, praise, glory, wisdom, thanksgiving, honor, power, and might belong to our God forever and ever. Amen. One of the elders asked me, Who are these people dressed in white robes, and where do they come from? I don't know, sir. You do, I answered. He said to me, These are the people who have come safely through the terrible persecution. They have washed their robes and made them white with the blood of the Lamb. That is why they stand before God's throne and serve Him day and night in His temple. He who sits on the throne will protect them with His presence. Never again will they hunger or thirst, neither sun nor any scorching heat will burn them. Because the Lamb, who is in the center of the throne, will be their shepherd, and He will guide them to springs of life-giving water, and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Psalm 135, a hymn of praise. Praise the Lord, praise his name, you servants of the Lord, who stand in the Lord's house in the temple of our God. Praise the Lord because he is good. Sing praises to his name because he is kind. He chose Jacob for himself, the people of Israel for his own. I know that our Lord is great, greater than all the gods. He does whatever he wishes in heaven and on earth, in the seas and in the depths below. He brings storm clouds from the ends of the earth. He makes lightning for the storms, and he brings out the wind from his storeroom. In Egypt, he killed all the firstborn of people and animals alike. There, he performed miracles and wonders to punish the king and all his officials. He destroyed many nations and killed powerful kings. Sihon, king of the Amorites, Og, king of Bashan, and all the kings in Canaan. He gave their lands to his people. He gave them to Israel. Lord, you will always be proclaimed as God. All generations will remember you. The Lord will defend his people. He will take pity on his servants. The gods of the nations are made of silver and gold. They are formed by human hands. They have mouths but cannot speak and eyes but cannot see. They have ears but cannot hear. They are not even able to breathe. May all who made them and who trust in them become like the idols they have made. Praise the Lord, people of Israel. Praise him, you priests of God. Praise the Lord, you Levites. Praise him, all you that worship him. Praise the Lord in Zion, in Jerusalem, his home. Praise the Lord. Proverbs 30, verses 5 and 6. God keeps every promise he makes. He is like a shield for all who seek his protection. If you claim that he said something that he never said, he will reprimand you and show that you are a liar. That was Micah, Revelation, Psalm, and Proverbs. What a wonderful 
rich, relevant, resonant reading that was today. I certainly hope you got something out of that. I know that I did. Let's pray, y'all. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for your word. We thank you for the gift that it is. We thank you for the way that it illuminates our lives. We thank you for the way that it speaks to us right where we are. Lord, we thank you for your promises that are true and faithful. We thank you for your love that is unconditional and everlasting. Lord, we thank you for your son, Jesus, who died for our sins and rose again for our salvation. Lord, we thank you for Holy Spirit who guides us and comforts us. Lord, we just ask that you would help us to apply your word to our lives each and every day. Help us to integrate it into our daily decisions. Lord, we ask that you would help us to trust you in every situation and circumstance. Help us to obey you in every choice that we have to make. Help us to worship you in every moment, regardless of what is going on. Help us to share your truth, your gospel with every person that we come in contact with. Lord, you are too good for us to keep to ourselves. Lord, we give you all the glory, the honor, and the praise. In Jesus' name we pray. And all the people of God said together, amen. And our affirmation for today, I harvest the joy I plant. I receive the love I give. In everything I do, there I am. I harvest the joy I plant. I receive the love I give. In everything I do, there I am. And our aphorism, heaven's economy runs on the currency of grace. Spend generously, invest wisely, and the dividends will be out of this world. That is all I have for you today. Thank you so much for being on this extraordinary odyssey with me. You belong here, and we belong together on this journey. I love you, and if God says the same, I'll be right here tomorrow waiting for you.